Hello, friends. Welcome to the Resilient Leaders Podcast, where we explore how to remain nimble and stay hopeful in the crucible of adversity and uncertainty. I'm your host, J.R. Briggs, founder of Kairos Partnerships. Well, today is a very exciting day for me. Today is book launch day, and I have a new book that has officially released today. It's titled A Time to Heal, Offering Hope to a Wounded World in the Name of Jesus. We all know that we've been through a lot as a shared humanity the past 13 months, and it's encouraging that numbers are down, things are beginning to open up, more and more people are getting vaccinated. But let's not fall for the assumption that we'll all just snap back to normal again in just a few days or a week or two. People have been wounded, deeply wounded. So have many of you. And if we know anything about brokenness and wounds, they don't heal overnight. This is a season of healing, and healing, as we know, cannot be rushed. So I want to read briefly from the preface of this book uh, and a little bit of chapter one for you to help you grasp the nature of the book itself and help you see why I am so passionate about this topic right now and to help us see that if we're going to be resilient leaders, we have to help other people be resilient. And a significant portion of that is to help others heal. You ready? All right. This is from the preface. When the novel coronavirus invaded the U.S. in the early months of 2020 and spread with woeful consequence in the months thereafter, it ushered in uncertainty, pain, and loss. And for some, this loss was acute and devastating. For others, it presented as an omnipresent undercurrent of anxiety and malaise. And for others still, it became a lightning rod of frustration and division. Yet even before the virus struck the U.S., our country was already experiencing a bevy of change, division, and uncertainty, both inside and outside of the church. In the early phase of the pernicious pandemic, as we were beginning to grasp the long-term implications the virus would have on our world, my friend Dr. Leonard Sweet offered how the church was called in the moment to join God in the healing process. I was seized by this thought. I couldn't shake the unbelievably ripe opportunity available to God's people, the opportunity to serve those who were lonely, anxious, wounded, and traumatized, who were in need of the hope and healing found in Christ. I, like many in the spring of 2020, struggled to find adequate rest. It was almost four months into the pandemic before I experienced my first decent night's sleep. But my restless nights were not a result of worry or fear. While I was burdened by the omnipresent pain and uncertainty I observed in my neighborhood and around the world, the reason behind my sleeplessness was due largely to the fact that I couldn't turn my brain off. It raced and whirled as I pondered Len's words and contemplated the myriad implications for the church in this cultural moment. These implications initiated a barrage of ideas, questions, possibilities, and creative opportunities. Each night, as my family headed to bed, it was as if I was just waking up. Just before midnight, the fuses of my mental rockets were lit and began exploding. One of those mental rockets became the vision of this book. I would ascend to my office on the top floor of our home, and I would write for two, sometimes three hours, until I had dumped everything from my mind onto the paper. When my brain was empty, I'd fall into bed. In that stretch of time, I was physically exhausted, yet mentally exhilarated. Writing a book is most often a long, slow, and arduous process. 
taking months, sometimes years to complete. But the vast majority of this book coalesced in just five weeks' time. Certainly, there were tweaks, edits, changes, and rewrites in the months thereafter, but the majority of the content grabbed me by the throat in those few weeks and refused to let go. It came to me with a sense of clarity and urgency I hadn't experienced before as a writer. The book you hold in your hands is not about the novel coronavirus specifically. However, the world-altering reality of the pandemic and its global implications paved the way for us to see with sharp clarity the reality of our collected woundedness and the ripe opportunity to partner with God as bearers of healing. This hopeful, redemptive invitation became the lens through which I began to study the scriptures, pray, reflect, converse, and teach, and it still is. I imagine it will be for years to come. I hope the message of this book grips you in much the same way that it gripped me. Well, that's the preface. And then here's a little bit of part one, or part of chapter one. In times of tragedy, a quote by the late and still much revered children's television personality, Fred Rogers, is often uttered. He said, when I was a boy and I would see scary things in the news, my mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. You know, we've all seen and experienced scary things, and we will continue to see and experience scary things. The helpers will always be present if we look for them. But because of what we've all been through together, the world is looking for a specific kind of, of helper, those who will help them heal. People are looking for the helpers, and those people are looking for the healers. Over the next several decades, over the past several decades, Americans' spiritual needs have shifted significantly. Starting around the 1950s, the collective pull from Americans was a search to know how to be truly good. A few decades later, it shifted primarily to a search to find ultimate purpose and meaning, followed by a collective search for personal identity. And this led to another shift, a deep longing for freedom. Then the pandemic ushered in another seismic shift, a collective longing for healing. In order for us to join God in helping to bring healing to a hurting world, we have to enter into a significant phase of reorientation. We must unlearn much of what we know. The late American futurist Alvin Toffler has been credited with saying, quote, The illiterate of the 21st century will not be those who cannot read or write, they will instead be those who cannot learn, unlearn, and relearn. Close quote. To be the kinds of leaders the world will look to and identify as the healers, we must let go of the things that we cherish deeply, our preferences, our models, our well-tested ways of thinking and being. Will we shrink back in fear or deny the depth of the changes required? Or... Will we steal ourselves for the adventure of joining further with Jesus to bring healing to our world? My goal in this book is to provide a helpful guide, a framework for leaders who are looking to lead and serve in the new reality in an attempt to see the hope-filled redemptive mission of God expand. Using the overarching concept of death and resurrection in the Christian tradition, we'll explore how that arc becomes the path upon which we walk into the future. This death and resurrection approach is our Christian heritage, and it is also our hopeful future. The world is looking for healers. When they look, will they see us? 
Well, I hope you enjoyed the preface and part of chapter one here. And on this launch day, can I ask a favor of you? Just a simple favor. If you're interested in knowing more about the book or picking up a copy, would you log on to this website? It's very simple. It's a time to heal book.com. That's a time to heal book.com. On there, you'll see a video from me, endorsements from other writers and leaders, information on how to purchase the book. I have to admit, I'm not a fan of, of shameless self promotion. But when I believe in something that I've worked on, and when I believe it can help many, many people, I'm willing to talk about it boldly, directly, and often because I want to help leaders who want to help people. So let me encourage you to log on to www.atimetoheelbook.com. Well, the Resilient Leaders Podcast is produced, engineered, and kissed with a seal of quality and approval by the highly talented and creative Joel Limbowen, founder of On A Limb Productions. You can see information about him in the show notes as well. Leaders, be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning. And remember, your job is to be bearers of healing in this broken world. The world is looking for the healers. And when they look, I hope it is us that they see and turn to for help.